Student Transitions, A Time to Thrive. Life is full of change and resulting periods of transition. And some of our big transitions begin as students, as we move through the educational process and then onto the world of work or further education, university and independent living. If we can learn as students how to thrive through transitions, we will have acquired skills that will support us through a lifetime of change and transition. So, if you're facing changes in your life as a student, listen on as we share our insights and suggestions to help you thrive in a world where change is the only constant. Before this episode begins, I want to tell you about some helpful resources that are available for you. For each episode, we provide a free copy of the full transcript. We've also created handy think sheets for each episode. They act as a helpful summary, but more importantly, provide great questions to help you reflect personally on the content we have shared. They're available for a small fee. To access both of these resources, go to louisewiles.com forward slash student dash transitions. We hope that you find these resources helpful. Now on to today's episode. So hello and welcome back. I'm Louise Wells and as usual I'm with Elizabeth Gillies. Hi Elizabeth, lovely to be Hi here. There. Great to be here and I'm really looking forward to talking about today's topic. You know, we're living in quite challenging times, I probably don't need to um, emphasise that politically, globally and also if you're listening to this as a student who is moving through some transition you are starting some you know beginning some new experiences and of course we all hope when we make these kind of transitions that they're going to be happy successful ones so we thought today we would think a little bit about the subject of hope because there's been quite a lot of research done on hope and thinking about the future in a positive way so some thoughts on hope today I think we're going to start with a definition Elizabeth you had a really lovely definition so share that with us yeah so this definition of hope comes from it's called VIA it will be in the uh, notes that we put together with the, the the podcast it's called it's from values and action character strengths And one of their character strengths, one of the 24 character strengths is hope. And they see hope has to do with positive expectations about the future. It involves optimistic thinking. It's not all about optimistic thinking, but it involves it about focusing on the good things you want to come. And they see hope as more than a feel-good emotion. It's an action-orientated strength involving you doing things and believing that you can do them. So it involves a little bit of motivation and confidence that whatever you hope for, what goals or actions that you want to be there in the future, you're going to reach them. So there'll be realistic goals. Um, 
and that you'll be able to find ways to reach them. So people talk about with hope about a will. So the will is about you wanting these things for the future that are hopefully realistic and the way that you're going to get to them. So will in a way is really integral to hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's um, a nice contrast to some of our previous episodes has just occurred to me, you know, where we've talked more about how sometimes through periods of change and transition, you can feel anxiety and a little bit stressed by the change and the events that you're working through. Um, and so this is a nice contrast because we're building on sort of the optimistic side of this equation, recognizing that at times you'll also find it challenging. So it's it's we're setting it, I guess, in a realistic setting as well. I think that's really important to say. So we're not saying it's all about you know, fantasizing and dreaming of a fantastic future and not recognizing the reality of life. That's absolutely not what we're saying. And in fact, to demonstrate that, shall I share my the quote where I've got the, yeah, that Elizabeth and I were just talking about this before we started recording. So I'm going to share you a little um, quote from a guy called Shane Lopez, who's done a lot of work on the area of hope. Um, Every day for a week, in 15-minute stretches, I wrote down my thoughts about the future. This gave me a snapshot of my future thinking, which fell into three categories. Sometimes I was fantasizing. I had big thoughts that were pure fun and entertainment about a fast convertible, next summer's vacation, or retirement on the beach. These gave me a quick high, sometimes followed by a bit of a low. At other times I was dwelling. I hyper-focused on my future thoughts, on the bad things that might happen, such as struggling to get a job, taking 30 years to pay off my student loans or never being able to retire. These thoughts made me anxious. And sometimes my thoughts were balanced between between fantasizing and dwelling. They were exciting thoughts about my future, even while I acknowledged the challenges before me. And that's when I was hoping. Hoping felt different from the other types of future thinking. When hoping, I felt compelled to act. Hope came along with a whole rush of plans for moving forward that future, towards that future. So I think I think that's lovely because the sort of the, the fantasizing is about you know, false hope, um, something that is probably not going to happen. Well, it might do, I suppose. We yeah, you, I guess you could put a plan together for getting a convertible, a fast convertible. But perhaps you're not particularly serious about it. That might be part of it as well. We often fantasise about amazing things, but don't really have the commitment to follow through. So that's why we're fantasising. Dwelling, I'm quite sure we all can recognise those when we worry about our future. Um, And that's perfectly natural too, as I just said before I read the quote. But what we really want to be is to try and be realistic about our future thinking. Um, So you know, we're hoping, um, and I, I think when we think about hope, we're thinking that the future will be better in some way than the present. That's probably part of it. Um, But most importantly, that we have the power to make it that way. So it is a personal agency thing. It's something that we have the commitment to and the motivation to, the ambition to achieve. Um, And that gives us the desire to then find the pathway, the way forward. Yeah, and lovely. And there was a, a couple of words in it that I really liked as well. I like this word balance. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. So being able to balance, you know, I'm having, you know, what if thoughts about what's going to go wrong, but I'm also being able to having, well, what if thoughts about the things that are going to go well? Because often our what ifs are the catastrophic things, aren't they? But having a balance about, well, there's that kind of thinking like that. But also I'm capable of doing this other kind of thinking too that might lead me to that kind of better place that, you know, where, where I want to be rather than where I don't want to be. So I also like that kind of um, notion of being noticing, um, having balance in your thoughts, of what's going on in your mind um and having having that will or agency for you know to be able to do the things that you want to be able to do yeah yeah and and so it might be kind of useful for you to think about now as as a you know as a person leaving school and going into these new different places what are you hoping for Mm -hmm. (laughs) you've got some realistic hopes about what you're going to be like maybe in a month's time or six months time or something. So, you know, you know, sometimes I think we can be hopeful people, but our hope muscle isn't really activated until there's a challenge Mm. until we have to do something until we have to think, okay, how am I going to be, how's that going to be like, and then be planning alongside about how you're going to do it. Mm. So it might be quite interesting for you to think about, I mean, Louise and I have clear hopes about from the podcast, but it might be good to kind of for you to think about yours now. Yeah, yeah. And there's some real benefits to hopeful thinking, isn't there? So, Elizabeth, you were talking about that before, some uh, of the research that has been conducted. Yeah, so hopeful people are less prone to depression. Mm-hmm. And we can maybe think about, well, why, why, is, why is that? Or hopeful people are more successful academically. Um, they're more, they're healthier. They're, they're, um, they've just got better life satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And we can be thinking, well, why is that? Tr- why is that like that? And it might be because they're able to think about what they're going to be like in the future, and have different kind of ways to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a loop, isn't it? It's almost like a f- positive feedback route loop in that you're hopeful about something. So you'll do something to kind of make that happen. And so then you're going to feel more and more like that. Yeah. Whereas I guess the, the opposite is true if you have less hope or if you're less optimistic. Yeah. So really important things about being able to, you know, we've talked about that hope muscle, you know, it's it's a character strength that you can grow and develop like mm-hmm. a lot of other strengths. So it's about how you cultivate it, how you kind of look after it, intend it mm-hmm. to notice that balance, you know, is do you have a balance or is it more one way than the other? Because I guess being being too optimistic or hopeful about stuff is also not too good for you. You have to have that realism around where your hope is. So, you know, research says that there's huge benefits around being hopeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the difference between optimism and hope is the plan that comes with. So the hope theory, the theory that's been developed and the process that has been developed, which we'll talk you through in a minute, around hope is all about sitting down and, and, and thinking about how you're going to achieve stuff um, and what the potential obstacles might be along the way. So it's a realistic plan, whereas optimism you know, can, yeah, it's lovely to be optimistic about events, but if you haven't thought through further than that about 
how you <laughs> sort of you know, ensure that those events are positive, they may not happen. They may not be successful, um, and your optimism may not be warranted. So it's it goes back to the agency and 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 you know making things happen and being active. Um, I think perhaps one of the places to start when thinking about hope is um, developing our ability to see the future. Because some people are much more forward future thinking than others. Some people find it easier to envisage a future than others. I'm definitely quite future forward in my thinking. I enjoy thinking about the future. But I do know some people get quite concerned and worried about the future. So it is a bit of a muscle to develop. And also, I'd say, you know, start gently and, and just use short-term future thinking initially. So perhaps just a month or two months. You don't have to be thinking five years down the line. If that freaks you out, just do it on a short-term basis. And a few tips about what you might be thinking, you know, just so help me, let's give you some questions. So perhaps you want to take a pen and write these down. But you know, what are you excited about, about your new experience? You know, what lights you up when you think about it? Um, and you know, what goals might you have about those things that you're excited about? And when I say goals, I don't mean they have to be massive, you know, high achieving goals. But, you know, I'm just thinking about, I'll share one thing. My daughter's just started at university. She loves playing netball. So one of her hope thoughts and goals could be well, about getting into a netball team and enjoying the experience and having fun and, and just developing a social life around that that she feels involved in and, and has um, has fun with in a month's time because, because it's all new right now and she doesn't know anybody. So, you know, that's not a particularly massive, scary goal, but it just gives some direction to what she's doing. And so think about what you're excited to write down some goals and then envision those goals coming to fruition. So how are you going to feel when you achieve that goal? Um, what will you be doing um, and achieving and feeling? And how might that impact your life positively? So thinking back to what Elizabeth has just said. Um, yeah, so see it and feel it and, and envisage it in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the important thing about hope is that hope is created through deliberate practice through every moment from now until you achieve that goal that you've set by deliberate practice, by, you know, doing stuff that will, things that will make it happen for you. Um, so then the next step is to think about the pathways. Do you want to talk a bit about pathways? Yeah. The only other thing I was I was going to say about kind of setting your goal, you know, making your life a kind of goal orientated for some of it, um, is that some some of them might be like Louise was saying. We talk about behavioural goals. So what do I want to be doing? So you know, I want to be. I want to. You know, if you're thinking about you're in in your job, like. I want to be really clear about what the expectations of me are, of what my job description is, or if it's university, I like joining a team. I want to be, I will be part of the netball team, or I'm going to be, I'm going to know my timetable and I'm going to be following it. So I think sometimes just having those, those behavioral things, think about what you're going to be doing is a really good thing. And, And on the pathways, I mean, there's never one pathway, is there? You know, there could be several ways that you can reach your goal. And, 
Because sometimes if you have one pathway and there's obstacles in the way, as there often is, then it's good to have other options. You know, if there's a big obstacle comes in the way, it's good to think about what potential obstacles, but to know that you've got a fallback plan or another way of doing something. So there's flexibility around that. So, you know, maybe thinking about, well, if this is my goal, you know, I want to, I want to kind of know what my timetable is and be able to follow it. You know, maybe you've got three three different ways that you can do that. You know, I'm going to be sticking it up on my, you know, on my notice board. You know, I'm going to be preparing every week at the, on a Sunday night about what I'm going to do, whatever it is, so that they, you know that you've got doable ways of, of, you know, getting to the goals. And I think three, three is a good, if you need four, if you need one, if you need two, whatever is going to work for you, but maybe it'd be good to have different ways that, you know, your those pathways are going to get you towards your goal. Yeah. And it might be good to think about, reflect, how close am I getting towards my goal? You know, mm-hmm. um, what's helping me be there? Oh, that was, that's, this pathway is a good pathway. Keep on that one. Um, so a little bit of reflection on that would be quite good too. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a really important point. So you're measuring your achievements rather than, you know, distance from where you are now to actually achieving that goal, because sometimes that can seem quite a long way away, quite challenging, perhaps a bit scary. So if what you're measuring is is the steps along the way, so the gain from where you are now to you know, this time next week, what have you done? Just reflect back on, you know, um, what few things you've done that have contributed to taking you towards achieving that goal. That's a much healthier way to think about your progress and accomplishments than looking at the gap between where you are next week and the goal, which still might seem quite a long way. Um, Hopefully you're motivated, you've got ambition to achieve that goal, um, but then notice the accomplishments and achievements you're making as you go step by step towards that goal. And I think that's the other point. It's tiny steps, isn't it? It's, um, uh, you, you don't want to be thinking you've got to take eight big strides every single day because then that perhaps becomes overly challenging. Mm-hmm. But, you know, little tiny steps because they all add up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in that that um, example that you gave at the, air, at the start, Louise, about somebody writing things down, so write it down. Write it down and you can evaluate yourself and on a scale of not to 10 with 10, I'm I'm doing well, I'm working well, I'm getting through it. And, you know, maybe one is that, oh, I'm taking steps, but it's a bit slower than, you know, so it's good to see your own progress mm-hmm. and actually seeing your own progress. Even if you are a one, you've made progress. Yeah. So hopefully that's going to add to your hope yeah. and not take it away. Yeah. And I think the other positive thing to think about, you know, when we set a goal, there is an element of challenge to that. Um, but the positive thing about challenge is that challenge makes us stronger. So you learn as you make your progress towards the goal, the goal and achieving that goal. You know, when you look back, you'll realise that you have, um, you know, some, probably some new skills and you've learned a bit about yourself and how you cope in different situations. And that's all really helpful information that you can then apply to the next goal. And that's bigger things that you want to achieve and so you gradually develop things that way. Yeah. And how you bring that as well into yourself, how you kind of use hopeful talk while you're getting through, which might increase kind of your motivation, your agency to kind of um, keep going on it. 
because, you know, sometimes if you're working hard at stuff, it's easy to give up. So, you know, think about hopeful language, like, you know, I can do it. This is going to be possible. You might be imagining what it's going to be like once you've achieved your goals. So um, things that you can say to yourself or visualize to yourself about what it's going to be like are the things that are maybe going to even help you more to keep on those pathways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, is that everything that we've covered? I hope it is. <laughs> I've got a final quote then. Actually, I've got two things I want to say. Okay, okay. One of them is I've just suddenly looked down at my notes and um, some studies. High hope students are more likely to graduate than their low hope colleagues. Oh, wasn't that fantastic? Low hope colleagues are more likely to be dismissed than their high hope colleagues. So if you're a student listening to that, um, that's your rationale for, for, for thinking about being a high hope student. Um, and a final quote from Charles Snyder, because I love this one, talks about a rainbow. That so a rainbow is a prism that sends shards of multicolored light in various directions. It lifts our spirits and makes us think of what is possible. Hope is the same, a personal rainbow of the mind. Love that. Oh, lovely. I'd love to do that in our graphics. Then. Yes, yes, I think we will. So go and get the notes and see it there, rainbow. <laughs> no, and I was just going to say, and we hope to see you next time. Yes. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you have found this session on hope helpful. So here's a quick summary to help you recall the key points. We talked about the value of hope as a construct for thinking about the future. We said hope involves positive expectations, optimistic thinking about the future, but that it's also realistic and most importantly involves taking action. We shared a quote from Shane Lopez that distinguished between fantasizing, dwelling and hoping. We all have these three different kinds of thoughts and it's really useful to notice when we are. We talked about what if thoughts and recognize that what if thoughts can be positive, they can be about what we can do and they can connect to our future hopes. And then sometimes they can be more negative what if thoughts about things not working. So it's really helpful for us to notice difference between the two and recognise that we do have the agency to take action on what is important to us. So perhaps take some time now to think about what you're hoping for. You can choose a time span, it could be one month, six months, a year, whatever feels comfortable for you. And we suggested some questions to help you think about what you're hopeful for. So think about what excites you, what interests you, what lights you up. And then in each of those areas, think about what goals you could have for each of those areas and then how you will feel when you achieve those goals. Hope thinking has real benefits for us all. People who are hopeful tend to be less prone to depression, more successful academically, healthier and have a higher level of life satisfaction. So take time to focus on the behaviours that will lead to accomplishing your goals and develop different pathways, recognising that there can be different pathways to overcome obstacles as they arise. 
And finally, build in a reflection process. Recognize the progress, celebrate the progress that you're making, and also note what you're learning as a result, and then apply that to future goals. So that's it for today. Remember the great quote at the end of the podcast. A rainbow is a prism that sends shards of multicolored light in various directions. It lifts our spirits and makes us think of what is possible. Hope is the same. A personal rainbow of the mind. From Shane Lopez. So please reach out to us if we can help you in any way. Otherwise, we will be back next week with an episode nine when we'll be talking about friendships and relationships. Meanwhile, bye-bye for now and please take care.